Hello, everyone, and welcome to Downsizing, the podcast where we try and figure out when the office actually ended, because everyone would have been fired. My name is Curtis, and I am your host, and with me is my co-host and resident office expert, Antoinette. Hey, everybody. Today, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 13, The Secret. And in this episode, the office undergoes some spring cleaning, Dwight is on the case, and Michael revels in Jim confiding in him and immediately screws it up. This episode's cold open is all about Michael not being able to tell a joke, even though he fancies himself a comedian. Yeah, Jim tells a silly joke that sort of is a gotcha to the person listening to the joke. And Michael overhears it. He wants to know what's so funny. Jim says the joke to him as well. And Michael just like loses it. And the joke is pretty simple. I don't know if it's a common joke, but... It's it's not that good of a joke. It's not. And it's one that very easily could fall flat. Yeah. And I'm sure... If you don't get the right response. The success rate of it is not high. Here's the joke. Jim says to Pam, does it smell like updog in here to you? And she goes, what's up, dog? And he's like, not much. What's up with you? So simple, silly. Michael just goes crazy for it. And he tries to repeat it because he wants to replicate that like gotcha moment. And he fails spectacularly with several people, Stanley, Kevin, and Ryan. Mostly because he can't get the setup correct to get the response from the listener. Mm-hmm. He finally gets Dwight, and he gets so excited that he got Dwight. He's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, and he laughs, and he's like, gotcha. And then so he can't complete the joke. He doesn't deliver the punchline. Right. The nothing, what's up with you? And once he finally recovers, he <laughs> he says to Dwight, uh, how are you? And Dwight's like, oh, he's talking to me. I- I'm right. great. How are you? And Michael just walks away frustrated. This is a medium cold open to me. It's telling to me that the three people that really thought this joke was hilarious are Jim and Pam and Michael. Why is that? I mean, Jim and Pam are just kind of boring, easily entertained people in my mind. I don't know about that. Michael is just a child. Yeah. I don't think that Jim and Pam... I don't know... I wouldn't say they're boring. I would say they're average. They're they're just they're blah. They are I guess. they are white bread. I guess as we will learn in an episode later this season, Jim eats the same exact thing for lunch every day, and they kind of go about their lives in the exact same way. And as Pam will say to close the series, and in reflection upon her relationship with Roy, she doesn't really take a lot of risks. So I guess if that's what you're saying. More or less. This episode, ostensibly, is about spring cleaning in the office. Mm -hmm. Even though it's January and Michael (laughs) likes to say that he wants to get this done in January because then in spring you don't have to do anything. Sure. Which, Mm -hmm. when it comes to cleaning, that's not really how that works. (laughs) I I think he likens it to... Getting your homework done on a Friday so that you have Saturday to do whatever you want. Sure. So everyone has their assigned task for spring cleaning. And of course, it is Dwight who is handing out these tasks. 
He gets to the accounting department. He gives Kevin his task. He give An gives Angela her task. And he gives Oscar his task, but Oscar is not there. Yes, Oscar has called in sick for the day. And so Dwight and Angela share a moment about how much they think it is inappropriate to be out sick uh, from the office, which is just crazy. But that fits the two of them. The two of them would never really call in sick. And Angel returns from maternity leave in season eight in like record time. It is fitting for Dwight because he, his work is his life and he doesn't yeah. have anything else to do. And it's fitting for Angela because she likes to judge people. And mm -hmm. so she is one of those people that if somebody calls in sick, it is their immediate reaction is, a, yeah, I bet. Right. And so even if he is legitimately sick, Angela would immediately say, nope, I bet he's just... He just, I, just wants the day off. Yeah. I guess he's just faking it. And it's funny because Dwight reports that immediately to Michael, and Michael's also suspicious because he says on a Friday, which, again, I will go back to that cold open in which they were talking about Michael's jeans and Pam saying that's why he instituted Casual Friday. We never see another Casual Friday except in season five in this whole run of the show. So, yeah, and Michael directs Dwight to drop everything else he is doing and to investigate this. And in typical Michael irony, he says, <laughs> it's very important for people to be here working. They have to be at their desk and working. Like, that's the most important part of all this. So he has just told Dwight to stop working for the day to try and figure this out. The investigation kicks off with a phone call from Michael to Oscar. And Dwight's listening in on the call. And Michael just asks Oscar, you know, what's wrong? What are your symptoms? And Dwight types them into WebMD. And Michael says they could really use that Hispanic cleaning work ethic uh, since it's spring cleaning day, which is just outrageous. So they're really badgering someone who ostensibly I would think has the time to take. It's just absurd to me that they're so worried that one member of the staff is out for the day. Right. And it is also... Another telling point of how dumb Dwight and Michael are that Oscar's like, I think I have the flu. And he's like, oh, what, what symptoms are you feeling? And they're trying to like catch him there because he's right. on web, he's double checking on WebMD. And it's like, who doesn't know the right. symptoms of the flu? Like, Classic symptoms. If you were just like, yeah, I got to get an appendectomy. And I wait, so what, what, where are you feeling that? Yeah, what's your I'd be like, uh, I don't know. Like, that, that would be trying to get them, but everybody knows what the flu is. Dwight's investigation continues with more phone calls and interviews with everyone he knows. Uh, it's kind of absurd. He calls Oscar again, saying, oh, I called six minutes ago, but I seem to have missed you. And Oscar responds that he was at the pharmacy. And Dwight reports back to Michael on the progress of this investigation saying, okay, I've done these interviews and I made all these phone calls and here's what I know and it's not much, uh, but this is what I'm thinking. And Michael's like, just go to his house. Essentially, again, they're still badgering him, which is just absurd. And there's a lot of really good quotes from Dwight sprinkled into this episode. Because as we'll learn later on in this season, Dwight is a volunteer sheriff with Lackawanna County. And so he's talking in one uh, interstitial with a camera about 
how to tell if someone's lying, <laughs> which is great because later in the episode, Michael's lying straight to his face and Dwight tells him, I know you're telling the truth. I can tell. So Dwight is not the most astute investigator, as we find out. No. At one point, he goes to Pam's desk and asks her, how did he sound when he called? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know, sick. And he's like, there was a lot of sniffling. And he's like, what kind of sniffle? And so he's just asking questions that, for the sake of asking questions, he's not really getting anywhere. He's not actually getting any good information. Yes, he is more just reveling in being given this task of basically trying to catch somebody, getting lying to get out of work. Right. So this so the investigation leads to surveillance at Oscar's house. And Dwight has to sit outside the house because Oscar is apparently not home. And seemingly after a bit of time, Oscar pulls back into the driveway and he's accompanied by another man. And then Dwight pulls in and says he's busted because they pull out shopping bags and ice skates. So clearly this was this was playing hooky for the day. He wasn't actually sick. Maybe he didn't have vacation time or whatever and wanted to use a sick day. And Dwight isn't really picking up on the relationship between Oscar and this man whose name is Gil. Right. Right after they get out of the car, Oscar kind of like, you know, pushes some hair out of Gil's face. And so Dwight pulls up on them and just, you're busted. And Oscar, it's hard to tell what Oscar is more afraid of here. It seems like he is more flustered that Dwight has seen him with this other man. Yes. And the scene plays out like kind of a jilted lover scene would in cinema and TV shows because Gil has no idea who Dwight is and Dwight comes up and he's saying, who's this? Sort of like, why are you seeing somebody else? That's how the appearance plays off, I think, to Gil. And so... Oscar is having to explain to Gil that Dwight is someone he works with. He's clearly busted on using a sick day. And Oscar promises Dwight, you know, some sort of favor down the road in exchange for Dwight not telling Michael about the fact that Oscar isn't really sick. Right. And so to me, I don't know. I don't think that that would be, I feel like that would be Oscar's initial reaction and concern right rather than his relationship with this man yeah he wants to keep his sexual orientation under wraps he thinks that dwight has picked up on it but dwight has not at all yeah there's a there's miss mix there's miss signals here because oscar does not know that dwight was doing an investigation and Dwight does not pick up on the fact that Oscar and Gil are in a relationship. Right. So maybe they could have, maybe that scene could have been better there where Oscar's initial reaction is trying to hide the fact that he is in a relationship with this man. And then when he realizes that Dwight is completely clueless on the situation, like his tact changes and be like, oh, please don't tell Michael that I, you know, skip work or whatever. Yeah. 
And we also, Dwight has like ingratiated himself into their evening because we see them watching some show and eating popcorn on the couch and Dwight is sitting in between them. And at first he's leaning up. So Oscar is taking Gil's hand, but then Dwight leans back. So they drop their hands. So we, as viewers, it is reinforced to us that Oscar is gay and he's in a relationship. And this won't come back around really until the season three premiere, which is just a hilarious episode. Yes. Meanwhile, back at the office, it becomes clear to Jim that Michael being able to keep the secret he told him on the booze cruise is going to be a very difficult task for Michael. We get kind of a, a throwaway scene if you will, that leads into the bigger plot of the episode. So Kelly is up with Pam at her desk talking just about their wedding. And Kelly asks, how how are you going to wear your hair? And Pam takes it down. She's like, well, I was going to wear it down and just have it kind of messy with big curls and blah, 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 blah. And Michael comes in and says, quote, Ooh, Mikey Likey, you should wear your hair like that more often, much sexier. Yeah. So this does lead to a firing on Michael's part for sexual harassment, as yes. usual. So after that interaction, he passes by Jim's desk and just kind of under his breath is like, man, this has got to be killing you. Which I think think before this little aside from Michael to Jim, I think that Jim probably thought, okay, like I had a moment of weakness. I said this to Michael and we're good to go. Like it's not going to become a thing. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, as Jim explains to the camera, it is. Yeah. On the booze cruise, I told Michael about some feelings I used to have for Pam. I had just broken up with Katie and had a couple of drinks, and I confided in the world's worst confidant. Jim goes into Michael's office and says, Hey, remember I told you on the booze cruise about Pam? Well, that's personal. It's it's secret. Can you keep that quiet? And Michael's like, Oh, who else knows about it? And Jim tells him, You're it. And Michael just loses it in the sense that he cannot believe it. He cannot believe how important he is, how they're such great friends that Jim would confide in him. And he just goes over the top with, well, Jim and I are great friends. We hang out all the time, mostly at work, but we really hang out and we're best buds. Yeah. It just overkill. And he's following Jim around. He is trying to just do weird bro talk. We, we, we see this a couple times from Michael to where he really globs on to a person and then just tries to make himself like that person. Like, be yeah. like that person. He does it with Todd Packer. He does it with Ryan. Yes. And so he, I mean, it's, and it's all just dumb stuff. Yeah. Jim is in the break room and he gets a grape soda and Michael comes in and is just talking to him. He notices that he gets a grape soda and they're just talking 
Michael's just trying to bring, like, just have friendly conversation. Right. But he has, he's so directionless because he's still reveling in the fact that, like, oh, my God, I think I have a friend. And so you can tell he, since knowing that it's just him that knows this thing, he wants to talk with Jim about it. Yes, that's their connection. Stanley comes in and is trying to get a soda, too, and Michael says, do you want to, do you want to talk about the, the pee thing? And Jim's like, Jim's like, what are you talking about? Like, as in the, Hey, shut up. Right. And Michael, of course, not getting the hint is a, the P, the PAM thing. And, and Jim's just like, okay, we're, we're done. Let's, let's yeah, go. Like I'm heading out. <laughs> and Michael's like, oh, it's fine. We're talking in code. Like, like Stanley's a two-year-old that doesn't know right. how to spell. How to spell. Like, he's a dog and doesn't know what W-A-L-K is. Right. And credit to Stanley, in typical Stanley fashion, is just minding care. his own business. Yeah. Because when Michael says something to him, he's just like, huh, what? Michael continues to sort of needle Jim about this and say, oh, we can talk about the situation. You don't want to spread out a picnic lunch in the break room and, and talk about, you know, he jerks his head to Pam. Because he's trying to get Jim to go lunch with him. And Jim says, no, I'm just going to eat my hand sandwich. No. And that's when Michael offers up, you know, the picnic lunch where they just talk about Pam, which what on earth would they really talk about? Yeah. And so Jim's like, nope, nope, not doing that. Like, we're not ordering Zaz and talking about Pam. <laughs> we can go out. Yeah, he realizes that he is not going to get Michael off of his back on this thing. So he's just going to appease him, and he's he knows that if they talk about it at the office, it's getting out. So he's like, yeah. let's separate ourselves from the situation. I'll sit through a lunch with him, and we can just get this over with. And unfortunately, Michael picks Hooters, which is such a Michael thing to do. Mm-hmm. And you know why he likes Hooters. Ugh, it's just disgusting. So... Not much goes on at the Hooters. It's a it's a chance for them to slip in some breast jokes yeah. by Michael. And they get back to the office and Michael tries to expense this lunch at Hooters. <laughs> and Angela is having none of it. Yes. It, unfortunately, he gave it to Angela, not Kevin. And Angela's like, this was a business lunch. And she reports it to Toby because apparently Michael just got his corporate credit card back. He got it taken away for buying magic tricks as a way to impress potential clients. And Toby says, why was this a business lunch at Hooters? I thought you just went with Jim. And Michael explains how Jim was depressed and he needed this lunch out because he's so depressed in the sense that he's in love with someone he works with who is engaged. And if that doesn't give it away, only clearly saying Pam would. Because Kelly is standing right there because her desk is back by Toby's and she goes, wait, Pam? And Michael, he can't deny it at this point, but he does a very Michael thing. And then he's just like, uh, and then just walks out. He doesn't say a word. (sighs) He just walks away. Yeah, and at this point, everyone's talking about it. It's sort of spread around because Angela was standing back there. 
Michael was talking to Toby and Angela and Kelly overheard it. And Kelly's a big gossip. And she goes right to Jim and says, Jim, why didn't you tell me you had a crush on Pam? Kelly is is now the character of Kelly at Mm -hmm. this point, I would say as well. And it's just, now it's just office gossip. It's kind of out in the open. Everyone's talking about it. Kevin's making weird, crude jokes about it. And Jim realizes this is going to get out to Pam without him getting ahead of it. Right. And it kind of astounds me that Pam has not heard anything about it yeah. before this because literally everybody is already talking about it. I guess in a situation like this, people kind of take care to not talk about those things in front of the person that it involves. Sure. So Jim pulls Pam aside and just kind of lays it out there and says, hey, talk to Michael about this on the booze cruise. It he let it slip. It's totally not a thing. I used to have a crush on you. It was like three years ago. Right. Right when you first started, you know, and then once I found out you were engaged, you know, of course, I, I didn't anymore. And he's like, totally over it. She's like, okay, all right, thanks for letting me know. And she asks him if he's going to be awkward around her now. And he makes a joke and sort of tries to clear the air. But you do see this you know, Pam kind of going through her feelings in this interaction as well. Yeah. Because when Jim first tells her that he had a crush on her, she definitely, like, lightens up. And it's just like, kind of like a, oh, oh, really? Type thing. And then before, as she is leaving the break area, Jim's like, it was like three years ago, it's not a thing anymore. And she just kind of has this, kind of disappointed look on her face that she is saddened that maybe Jim does not still have these feelings. And it's because she knows she's sort of in a dead-end relationship and that doesn't have the courage to change anything about that. Mm -hmm. And she's just waiting around essentially for crumbs from Roy, as we saw on the booze cruise when he, like, re-proposed. And... They didn't, there's no resolution for Jim and Pam. And that's, this season really comes to a head with this, something has to give here in their relationship. Right. So to kind of close the episode out, Pam goes into Michael's office to give him his schedule for the next week. And Michael just kind of wants to clear the air with Pam about this secret that Jim has because Michael has essentially intertwined himself in their relationship based off of his knowledge of this crush. Right. And he kind of says this earlier in the episode when like Kevin is talking about it or whatever. And and Michael's like, no, you don't get to talk about that. Like it's, this just has to do with Jim and Pam and me. Which is how he will continue to view their relationship once they get together and their marriage and their children. Like, it is between Jim, Pam, and then Michael. It is is a very, because he has a very basic look at it in that they met at the office. He's the boss of that office, so he is responsible for their relationship. essentially their matchmaker. Correct. (laughs) So anyway, Michael's trying to clear the air with Pam, and Pam says, don't worry about it. Jim and I already talked about it. It was years ago. It's no big deal. 
And Michael says that, well, it wasn't years ago. It was, it was on the booze cruise. And Pam's like, wait, he told you on the booze cruise? Or that's when he said he had feelings for me. And Michael, again, can't, is not smart enough to talk his way out of things. No. So he just goes, oh, shut it, Michael. And again, just gives it up. lets the cat out of the bag. Yes. Yeah. So Pam's very aware. Definitely knows. She's had to know. And it's like Phyllis knew. Phyllis knew. Yeah. And has said something at Jim's uh, cookout about, oh, this relationship. Is it you and Jim? It's not a state secret. It's it's well known in the office. It's an open floor plan. Everyone can hear everything. It's another one of those things where you just have to suspend reality. Yeah. In the fact that, yeah, of course Jim has a crush on Pam. It's blatantly obvious. And, of course, Pam likes Jim back. It's blatantly obvious. Mm-hmm. So if it's obvious to literally everyone else in the office except for the two people it involves. So, again, you kind of have to suspend reality that Jim and Pam would not have at least the inkling that the other person has feelings for that person. Right. Curtis, have you ever had a secret crush be revealed? I don't know if I've ever had it revealed. I do remember once in, like, second grade... (laughs) I had a crush on a girl in my class and told it to a guy that sat in front of me and he literally turned around and told that girl like immediately. (laughs) Uh, So that doesn't really matter. I do think that it is obvious when I find someone attractive or something like that because I turn red very easily and I'm bald and so, like, my essentially my entire head is just beet red. You have never turned red in front of me, so that, I guess you're not attracted That to is me. absolutely false. Maybe not recently, <laughs> but I'm sure when we first started dating, that is exactly what happened. <laughs> what about you? Have you ever had a crush revealed to somebody? I don't think I've had a crush revealed. I've definitely had a crush on someone that was in a relationship in college, similar to like a gym with Pam situation, but they were like perfect for each other and not, not that way. But we were just really like just best friends and it spent a lot of time together and the sense and that his girlfriend went to a different school so we just hung out we are the ones hanging out at parties cuz i was not very good at dating in college or ever and i don't think i mean i don't know i'm sure he knew but in the end it worked out for everybody sure sort of thing but no not out not anything more than like like you said in sixth grade and people are like oh you know at a, at a slumber party who do you have a crush on and then the whole school knows the next day right and that kid doesn't like you back and it's super embarrassing yeah definitely so the the, the episode is over at this point that's yeah. pretty much how it ends is uh michael 
telling Pam that Jim still has feelings for her. Yes. So with that, let's head back to the annex with Antoinette and find out any fun facts about this episode. So just a couple of facts for today. Uh, one, I just think it's funny that as Phyllis and Angela are cleaning out the refrigerator in the break room, Phyllis asks Angela who she would choose, Jim or Roy, and she says, it's, and Angela's response is, it's nobody's business but theirs. And then she pauses and she says, but Roy. And Angela just has a weird crush on Roy. And as we said in the fire episode, Roy kind of has a weird crush on Angela. In the cast commentary on the DVDs, they reveal that the title, The Secret, refers to three secrets. First, Jim's feelings for Pam. Uh, second, Dwight and Angela's relationship, because there is only one scene here, but they are still keeping that under wraps. And three, Oscar's sexual orientation. And lastly, the majority of the scene at Hooters was improvised by Steve Carell, which is... <laughs> Which is hilarious. I don't know how John Krasinski kind of kept it together then. But they did have to shoot the scene by the soda machines in the break room. They had to shoot that from both sides. I forget. I don't know what you call that. I don't do filmmaking. Um, because John Krasinski kept laughing so much. <laughs> so, they, so they couldn't have him in the shot of Steve Carell. Right. So that's all I've got. Okay. So I think our only firing was Michael, right? Correct. Michael okay. does get fired in this episode for sexually harassing Pam. It's his sixth firing of the season and his ninth overall. Whew. Do you have a Dundee to give out this episode, Antoinette? Uh, yes. The Dundee Award for the Worst Spring Cleaning Task is the task given to Meredith, which is to... Clean the men's bathroom, including replacing the urinal cakes. Very gross. That is really gross. What about you? Uh, I, yes, the Dundee for most boring goes to Jim. Uh, just because how I alluded it earlier, where he, this joke that he tells, it's not really that good of a joke, and yet he finds it hilarious. So does Pam, so does Michael. And also, he, when Michael asks, Jim, what he's doing for lunch. Jim's like, well, I'm, I'm probably just going to eat my ham and cheese sandwich in the break room. And a very boring lunch in and of itself. But when they, when Jim does relent and they do go to Hooters, Jim orders the ham and cheese sandwich. He knows what he wants, I guess. Curtis is sort of... Uh, hate on Jim's boringness and Pam's boringness will continue... Throughout the series, by the way. Yes, definitely. Who is your employee of the month? My employee of the month was Kelly. I don't really have a great reason for it, other than the fact that, like, this episode, it becomes very clear that this is her character now when she just flat out asks Pam if she can be a bridesmaid in her wedding. Yes. That is something that will happen again later. <laughs> and just the, like, Kelly is that perfect person to hear this news that Jim has a crush on a woman he works with who is engaged because she will catch on to that and she will be the gossip that tells literally everyone in the yes. office. Yes, 
Very much so. I'm just thinking of a scene with Kelly that will come up next season. <laughs> Who is your employee of the month? My employee of the month is Angela because she's just so uptight about cleaning and attendance and Michael's expense account. So kind of without her, I don't, I sometimes think that the office wouldn't really function. I guess somebody has to do it. Yeah. So that does it for us for this episode. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DownsizingPod and let us know if you ever had a crush on somebody and it was revealed to that person somehow. Also, continue to listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, and we will see you next time. Bye.